Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports today here on the air, 28th of April 2021. Great to see you. Hope you're having a great day. Enjoying your lunch. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, we got you for the lunch hour, noon on the east, 11 o'clock central. Lots of baseball to get to. Plenty of afternoon baseball as well. Recap of last night's NBA as we creep closer to the NBA playoffs as well. And uh, certainly Davis, big night in baseball last night. Big night for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who Chris mentioned Three home runs for Vlad Jr., and it does appear he took his weight seriously in the offseason because as of right now, I mean, you talked about Otani for the MVP. I got to be honest, Guerrero is going to be in that conversation. Yeah, he, he definitely should be in that conversation. Now, I don't want to uh, extol the virtues of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. too much because I still want Otani to win, but I think it's pretty obvious that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. T- did take his physical fitness seriously. The biggest difference in his batted ball profile year over year is those ground balls that annoyed us to no end as fantasy owners of Vlad Jr. They're they're done. He is hitting the ball in the air. He has improved his launch angle considerably year over year. And, you know, it also doesn't hurt that uh, that Dunedin ballpark. I mean, balls are just flying out of there left, right, and center. Trey Turner hit two home runs uh, for the Nationals yesterday. So just loads of home runs in that ballpark down in Dunedin. Let's get to our headlines here on Fantasy Sports today as we've got Vlad Jr. leading off our show. Three home runs. In the win over the Washington Nationals, we'll hear from their manager coming up shortly. Unfortunately for the White Sox, another player injured for them. Things are mounting. Eloy Jimenez on the injured list. Lance Lynn on the injured list. Now Luis Robert hits the 10-day injured list. We'll see what the White Sox uh, can do from here. Hey, in my backyard, uh, an opportunity for me to go to a fight. I don't know yet. We'll see. But Floyd Mayweather is going to fight Logan Paul on June 6th at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. It will be an exhibition fight. You'll be able to bet on it, so it's kind of sort of real in some way. Oklahoma City, what in the world? They shocked the Boston Celtics last night, 119 to 115. And as Chris mentioned at the top of the hour with the update, Antonio Brown re-signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was definitely in his best interest. I don't think that there would have been a ton of interest in Antonio Brown, so he's going back to Tampa Bay. But... It's, it's kind of where we've we've sunk to here in boxing, Davis, where uh, Floyd Mayweather, who hasn't fought in years, undefeated, never lost, one of the best fighters of all time. Uh, I, I give Paul a ton of credit, man. Like, they have built an empire off posting on YouTube to get to this point. And I can't knock the hustle. I don't think he's got any shot. Uh, but June 6th, they will do that at Hard Rock Stadium. That, of course, is the home of the Miami Hurricanes, the home of the Miami Dolphins. And I'm not sure about the crowd yet at this point. That stadium does host 60,000 people. 
I don't know. what. Maybe we should be doing a bet on the over-under and the amount of people they allow in that thing. You think 40,000 people would show up to see that? Yeah, well, you know, it's in Miami, so anything goes. We have, you know, the new reports from the CDC that vaccinated people can congregate, you know, with, without masks, so on and so forth. I think uh, if there was an over-under, I would I would probably want the over. I, I also agree with you. You know, the, the Paul brothers... I don't really get it. I don't engage with their content, but clearly there are literally millions of people who are interested in them and they built these things on their own, you know, their own YouTube channels. They didn't have to sign big deals. They didn't have to get promoters or agents or whatever. So, you know, anyone who can build something like that, basically from their own brains, you, you got to tip your hat to them. And I think this will be a great gambling moment in uh, in gambling history because my guess is that Mayweather is going to be listed as too short of a favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So we are, uh, we're definitely going to be monitoring those numbers over the next couple months. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because we've never seen anything like this. We've seen a lot of these exhibition-type fights amongst boxers that are either you know washed up or irrelevant. But in this case, you're talking about a great fighter in Mayweather, who I think is probably at the borderline of ever fighting again. But the kind of money that he can make off a fight like this, even though it's, it's not the kind of fight money that he would get from a Manny Pacquiao, like he got five years ago. Uh, it does make sense. And so they'll fight on June 6th. They pick the biggest venue in South Florida. They know in Florida, as you said, that they'll be able to do pretty much whatever they want. So they're there with that. Uh, Antonio Brown, do you think that he had any other possibilities outside of Tampa Bay Davis? No, not a chance. No one else would have wanted him. No one else wants to deal with the circus. Antonio Brown was a, contributing player for Tampa Bay last year, but he certainly did not look like the all NFL version of himself. He is heading into, I believe his age 33 season at this point. And the market for that age of NFL wide receiver really diminishing. Uh, I think that this was the only way that Antonio Brown would have been in the NFL this upcoming season. It's a little bit of a bummer, obviously, as those of us who want to see big fantasy numbers from Chris Godwin. He's going to be splitting those numbers with Gronk, with Mike Evans, and with uh, you know the, the cadre of running backs they have there. I'm very ex- interested to see how the Buccaneers offense plays out in 2021. All right, so that's what we got here at the top of the show. Coming up next, it's time for our NBA fantasy standouts and Major League Baseball fantasy standouts. For those of you who are playing DFS on FanDuel last night, huge game for Jalen Brown. Want to get to him, of course. Luca with a big game as well. And my guy, haven't heard from him in a while, but Christian Wood back on the scene for the Houston Rockets. So we'll talk about him, no doubt. Uh, afternoon baseball going on. We're going to have two games coming up, one at the top of the hour, one at 140 Eastern. So we have lineups in for those games as well. So we'll attack DFS, help you make some money on FanDuel today. Don't go away. We are off and running here on this Wednesday on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We're back in just two minutes with the standouts from Tuesday night right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay with us. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Today, it's time to take a look at the NBA from Tuesday night. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, our producer, Brett Levy, here with you as well. Fantasy standouts as Luka Doncic, who is having another great season. 39 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists for the Dallas Mavericks, also 2 steals. Carl Anthony Towns, 31.7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1 steal. Giannis is just crushing it down the stretch. 29 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. Jalen Brown, what a game for him yesterday. 60 FanDuel points, 39 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 steals. And how about Christian Wood? Good to see him back. 24 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1 block. Uh, could have had a much bigger year if he didn't miss a month of time, that's for sure. Uh, Davis, I'll start with you here on Giannis. Look, I mean, maybe he's trying to make a statement here at the end of the season because I, I got to tell you, with all these other teams heading into the playoffs and are kind of limping in like the Nets, even though they're playing well, limping in Lakers leap limping in, not the case for Milwaukee. Maybe Milwaukee has something in them. Maybe they have a better run in them uh, this playoff season than they did last year. Yeah. I mean, I am inclined to believe that the Bucks will be a better version of themselves this upcoming season than they were last year. I think drew holiday, a pretty significant upgrade over Eric Bledsoe, who was their primary you know, point guard is not exactly the right word for how that position plays in the Bucks offense because Giannis has the ball in his hands so often. Holiday is a better shooter. Holiday is a more creative off-the-ball player. Bledsoe probably a slightly better defensive player. But just it, when you watch the Bucks, the offense looks a little bit more lively. The offense looks a little bit more engaged, and I think those things are going to matter. And And the biggest thing is we just see less of 12 seconds left on the shot clock. Giannis has the ball at the nail, and it's just on him to go and get a bucket somehow. And that is going to be nothing but a good thing for them in the playoffs. They need more creativity to, to get the ball in the basket in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Brett, do, do you think that Milwaukee has a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? And if would that be a good bet for you at this point? I definitely think they're one of the three teams with that as a realistic opportunity. I think there are only three teams that could possibly get there, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and uh, Philadelphia. I think it will really rely on what Brooklyn's health looks like, right? If uh, KD and Harden and Kyrie are out there every night, uh, I think Brooklyn's going to come out the East. If, you know, two of those three guys are out there and, you know, they can't get the third wheel on the court, it might be a little bit tougher for Brooklyn in the postseason. So 
Uh, I think Milwaukee's reasonable. I still think Brooklyn and Philadelphia are the two teams I'm looking at personally. Um, and I think, you know, the odds would probably say, you know, bet Philadelphia because if they're the second best team and something happens to Brooklyn, then, you know, they're kind of the favorites. So I'd probably be looking, if I was to back one, Philadelphia is the is the team I'd look out of the East. Okay. All right. Uh, Davis, Jalen Brown with a huge game last night. What do you, What do you make of this one? Well, Jason Tatum did not play in this game. Kemba Walker did not play in this game. So the starting lineup for the Celtics was Marcus Smart, Evan Fournier, Semi Ojale, Jalen Brown, and Tristan Thompson. Uh, Robert Williams is also ruled out of this game. There was just no one else who was going to be taking any shots for the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown took 26 shots, 11 three-pointers, got to the free throw line five times. I mean, he he had the ball in his hands this entire game. 39-11-3, four steals. Just a huge game on FanDuel for DFS. The problem is this was basically born out of the fact that they looked terrible. They lost to an Oklahoma City team who started a bunch of guys who, I mean, you know, Pokasevsky and Dort and Baisley are interesting players, but Moses Brown, Theo, Kendrick Williams, like just they're they're not trying to win, right? This was their first win since the All-Star break, and it, it feels like we're kind of backsliding with the Celtics back into that version of the team that seemed moody, didn't like playing with each other. And and obviously missing Tatum is so difficult for them because he is their best player. You know, it's like the Lakers without LeBron. It's just very hard for them to win. But even without those guys, horrible horrible loss here for the boston celtics yeah that was, that was a surprise to see that score yesterday and uh and brett my guy christian wood back i mean maybe maybe next year houston a little bit better i really like the player wood i know we've talked about him a lot just because of the sports card that i had i understand that i made some money on it yes i did but any, any thought for the future of christian wood uh brett i mean he, he's in a such an unenviable position right now being on the team that he's in yeah, he played 38 minutes last night, Craig, and he put up, you know, really good numbers in those minutes. I think it's all going to come down to playing time for Christian Wood. He's kind of a, you know, compiler. He makes the most of his opportunities, but he's not a guy that seems to always have the trust of coaching staffs. He's been on a lot of teams, been in the G League, been overseas. You know, maybe it's finally all coming together for him, and that'll be great, and he can continue to start and develop in Houston. They did give him money this year uh, to come over there, you know, like 12 mil a year. Um, but the guy they replaced him in Detroit, Jeremy Grant, uh, you know, they gave him like $18 million a year. So uh, they clearly thought that Jeremy Grant provided something that Christian Wood doesn't. Um, but I'm with you, Craig. I think he's a talented player. I like to see when these kids put it all together. So I'm rooting for him. I just can't say for certainty that, you know, he'll get 30 minutes a game next year and be able to continue to put up double doubles. All right, Brett. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Let's go over to baseball here and take a look at last night. Vladimir Jr., three home runs, seven runs driven in, three runs scored. He's having some April, no doubt. Trey Turner, as Davis mentioned earlier, on the road, same game, two home runs in that one. Hey, here is a player we are not talking about enough. Nick Solak of the Texas Rangers actually drafted him in a couple of leagues and seeing some results Two home runs, two runs driven in, three runs scored. I think we could have a good player in Nick Solak moving forward. 
Uh, rookie of the year in the National League is going to be something, although we did take a little bit of a hit today. Jazz Chisholm Jr. placed on the injured list, so that's going to put him out for a bit. But Ian Anderson, uh, man, he's been great. Seven innings pitch, no one runs, eight strikeouts, one hit, one walk, and one strikeout. And uh, and Garrett Richards, like Davis said, was going to pitch seven innings, one earned run, strikeout 10, uh, seven hits, no walks, and a win. And that's what makes the baseball season fun, Davis. If on a day-to-day basis, you just... You and me both have no clue as to what could potentially happen. Hey, don't don't say I didn't have any clue. I mentioned Ian Anderson in our uh, MLB DFS segment yesterday, and I actually played him in some of my lineups mm. yesterday. Absolutely carved up the uh, the Chicago Cubs, you know, because I don't think the Cubs are very good. Javi Baez got banged up in that game, but if, I mean, if you just look at their lineup, they're uh, they're not that strong, and that is, I think, going to be a, a hidden little thing here in the middle of the Major League Baseball season is streaming starting pitchers and using starting pitchers against the Cubs, especially in poor offensive run environments, is going to be something that I think that we should be chasing after this year because they are so bad and they strike out so much. All right, let's uh, let's hear from Charlie Montoyo, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, who uh, after the game last night said all of the credit goes directly to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for his conditioning this offseason. We talked to him last year at the end of the year, and his goal was to, to get in better shape and, and, and to do better, and he did. He deserves all the credit for what he's doing right now because he had a, an outstanding offseason, and he's ready to play. He, he's, he's doing what we thought he was going to do. Davis, you know, we hear the best shape of the life stuff going into the baseball season. We saw pictures of Vlad Jr. losing 40 pounds this offseason. This is one of those cases where it actually turned out to be true. Good job by Vlad to recognize it. Uh, his physique, nothing like his dad, but his dad is a Hall of Famer. If he can come close, he could be on the tra- same trajectory. We all thought this was going to happen with him. It's just taking a little bit. Yeah, and the sharpest drafters in fantasy baseball, those participating in the NFBC main event, gobbled him up very early compared to, you know, cheaper drafts. And I think the the fruits of that tree are being borne out right now. Yep, he's on one of my big teams too in 2021. I'm actually having a decent start. Don't want to jinx it, but not bad. All right, uh, FanDuel, coming up next, we're going to take a look at some DFS options. And yes, it feels a little like ace day today because we do have those guys back on the mound. Who will Davis pick? We'll find out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitch, Davis Maddock. At the beginning of the season on this show, other shows, people always you know, ask the same questions. When you take an ace in fantasy baseball, uh, do you have the expectations in the month of April that they'll be great? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But the one thing that has proven true through the years, Davis, as, as this narrative that the number one starting pitcher in Major League Baseball is only going to go against the number one of another team, like first or second time through, well, here we are at the end of April, and I see at least four pitchers that started opening day going up against some other ones too. And that's just the nature of what this is. That's why sometimes you get better value in the two, the number two starting pitcher, because they go against a pitcher that isn't of top quality uh, as, as an ace, if that makes any sense. Maybe it doesn't. But here we go. Let's take a look at our top price pitchers today. Speaking of aces, Jacob DeGrom, 13000 for the New York Mets. That's the highest price I've seen for anyone on FanDuel this season. Carlos Rodon, 11000 Tyler Glasnow of the Rays, always a good option, 10800 Clayton Kershaw, also 10800 Steven Matz, nice season he's having, shockingly, 9300 And then Zach Greinke, who has a chance, Davis, to win a lot of games with the Astros. He's just not striking out as many guys, so he's not priced as highly. And dare I say, in FanDuel, if you don't have guys that get whiffs, you may as well go home because you're not going to make any money today. So who do you got a pitcher? Yeah, so kind of interesting today. The Jacob deGrom is in there in kind of one of the off slates the Mets are playing in the afternoon. So for the main slate, you really are having to ask yourself, okay, how much do I want to play Tyler Glass now? Do I want to play Tyler Glass now if 70% of the field has him? Which, by the way, the answer is just always no. If, you're, if there's ever going to be a guy in a full slate that's going to be 50, 60, 70% owned, you, you just don't want that guy. So we need to look at some alternatives. One of them is definitely Zach Greinke. You already stated the problem, though, with Greinke. Just not enough strikeouts. I mean, even in, let's say he gets a complete game shutout. I mean, obviously that would be a good result. But even if he goes seven innings, sure. you're looking at five, six Ks, something like that. Whereas Radon, coming off the no-hitter against the Detroit Tigers, he is very expensive, more expensive than Glass now even. But he's just going to generate more whiffs. I think Alex Wood is my favorite combination of projected ownership and upside today. Uh, the Colorado Rockies outside of Coors Field. I know we got, we finally, hey, CJ Crone, Apo Taco home run <laughs> in San Francisco yesterday. You love to see that. I know you and I are, are both on board there. But I think Alex Wood is probably my favorite starting pitcher today, and I'll be using him in a majority of my entries tonight. All right, let's move over to first base and see if we can get some good options there. Carlos Santana, highest priced at 4,200. Reese Hoskins has had a nice season at 4,000. Pete Alonso is also at four. Freddie Freeman, 3,900 on the Atlanta Braves. And then Max Muncy, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Carson Kelly, who has moved up into our conversation at 3,700. So another big day, Davis, coming for Vlad, or you go another direction? Yeah, I, I'm not avoiding Vlad at all. I, I will be, I, I can guarantee you, you search my name in the contest tonight and I will have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on my rosters. Eric Fetty, he's not good. Dunedin, I actually think Dunedin might even be better for fantasy than Coors Field because it's just all home runs. It's not doubles. It's not suppressing strikeouts. Right. Guys, I mean, Trey Turner, two home runs. Vlad home runs. Yadiel Hernandez hit home runs. Like the ball are just flying out of Dunedin. So on that same token, um, Ryan Zimmerman and Josh Bell, Josh Bell in particular, $2,800 against Steven Matz. I know Matz is having a decent season thus far, but I definitely want to get my nationals in 
uh, against him as well. Eric Hosmer against Taylor Widener. If Rowdy Telez makes the lineup against Fetty, I don't know if he will. They have been uh, they've been DHing Alejandro Kirk to get him more plate appearances. So Telez has not been playing as much, but if Telez gets in, we really like him. And then Jared Walsh against Dane Dunning as well. Thirty one hundred looks pretty attractive. All right, over to third base we go. We'll start with the Dodgers' Justin Turner, and he's priced at 4100 tonight. Jose Ramirez of the Indians at 3800 Bregman 3800 Alex Bregman um, 3700 I think, did I say Chris Bryant or I skipped over him? Chris Bryant 3800 Bregman 37 Vlad Jr. at 37 Nolan Arenado, we haven't talked about him all that much this season, and uh, Anthony Rendon at 3600 yeah, well, you know, we knew that this was probably going to happen for Arenado, by the way, that he was going to hit his 28 home runs, he's going to hit 290, drive in 90, score 90, but we just knew he wasn't going to pop off the same way as he would in Coors Field. Um, he's going to, obviously, in the NL Central, going to have a lot of tough pitching matchups. There are, really, in the NL Central, other than the Cincinnati Reds, there are no friendly ballparks there. So, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those things. It is what it is. Kavan Biggio, Vlad Jr., you know, no, I, no surprises there. I'm not uh, not reinventing the wheel. Wanted to definitely make sure to mention Anthony Rendon. I noticed in my contest last night, outside of Jared Walsh, the Angels were actually far less owned than I thought they were going to be. I think that same thing is going to carry over in today's slate. I think the Nationals and the Blue Jays are just going to be so popular that I think we will see the Angels be a little forgotten about. All right, I skipped past second base because I don't want to talk about second base. It's been such a disaster. So let's go back to it now. Whit Merrifield, 4,000. That's a lie, by the way. I just forgot. Jose Altuve, 3,800. Max Muncy, 3,700. Eduardo Escobar, 3,500. Colton Wong today against Miami, 3,500. Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, 3,500. So uh, second base has not been fun, but let's, let's try and pick someone out here today. Well, you know, we talked yesterday about how hard it is to run a sports book in our NFL draft segment, right? We said, look, it's just hard to have all those numbers yeah. be good. Well, uh, it's pretty hard to run a good daily fantasy algorithm as well. Marcus Simeon, 3,100. Kavon Biggio, 2,700. Uh, look, these guys are, both of them are going to be 20, 30% owned in your FanDuel contest. So I think that should make you want to look at some alternatives. Guys like Jose Altuve, guys like Starlin Castro on the other side of that game. I actually think Starlin Castro looks like a great leverage play. You still get to take advantage of that great run environment, but there's just going to be so much more attention on the Blue Jays side. And then Tommy Edmond leading off against Vince Velasquez, 2,800. I think he will be uh, a, not a reasonably popular play, but he never gets too owned because, well, he's Tommy Edmond. He's just not that exciting. He's, he's like just a good ball player. And guys like that do kind of get forgotten about in fantasy. Into a contest, so I like uh, Edmund a good bit. All right, and uh, let's continue on with shortstop. And Fernando Tatis Jr. leads the way, highest price at forty five hundred. Pretty dip down here as Tim Anderson uh, five hundred less at four thousand, and then you got to go down to Corey Seager at thirty eight hundred. Correa also at thirty eight hundred day for the Astros. Trevor Story thirty seven hundred, and then Javi Baez, the boomer bust candidate, thirty six hundred for the Cubs today. Davis, who you got at short? I am pretty interested in Trevor Story because I would guess that his ownership today on FanDuel is going to be like 2 to 3% with the platoon advantage against Alex Wood. And I like Alex Wood. I think Alex Wood can have a great start here and still give up a home run to our guy, Trevor Story. Uh, Story, if you look at his numbers against left-handed starting pitching, even 
outside of the confines of Coors Field. He still ranks as just one of the absolute best hitters in baseball against lefties. Uh, obviously, Trey Turner at 3,500, you're not going to get past that. Two home runs yesterday, has the platoon advantage today. In I, I, I'm very interested in Trey Turner because I have him on my NFBC main event team. In 20 games this year, he has six home runs and five stolen bases. He is um, just on pace to have a monster, monster fantasy baseball season, and I, I think he is the best overall shortstop play of the day. All right, let's let's close it out here with our outfield choices. Trout's always a good one at 4,600. Byron Buxton of the Twins, 45. Betts, 45. Harper, 44. Acuna looks like he's getting hot again now that he's back in the lineup at 4,300. Nelly Cruz, 42. And Shohei Otani, 4,200 for the Angels today. I guess you just got to make sure he's playing. That's like the only thing with him. He feels like an NBA player, Davis. He's the one you have to check the lineup to be sure. Yeah, uh, I was. I remember checking the box score yesterday and being like, "Wait, what? Shohei didn't get a hit. Sh- Shohei played yeah. yesterday and didn't get a hit. I was, I was shocked. I was like, what's going on? How is he not getting on base? I felt, I felt, uh, I felt like that was so weird. But uh, Jordan Alvarez, I think, is our best value today. I mean, we're talking about Trevor Story with the platoon advantage. Jordan Alvarez with the platoon advantage against a, a mediocre righty. It's like batting practice for him. Like if you throw that guy an 88 mile an hour fastball, uh, he's turning on that thing and it is leaving the yard fast. I think uh, Justice Dunn is just very, very overmatched here against Jordan Alvarez. I'm wondering if Victor Robles can sneak his way into a good lineup spot against left-handed starting pitching. They're not doing it often. They're just doing it kind of randomly. If he found a way to bat first or second today, I would love him. And I still kind of like him batting eighth. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., really like him. Uh, and then the 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 fake bash bros, Judge and Stanton, against this Kramer fella for the Orioles. We didn't like them yesterday because they were going to be so, so chalky. We are able to like them today because I, I think both of them are going to be sub 10%. So I think we're interested in both of them. I mean, come on. Don't don't disparage Dean Kramer, my, my, my nice nice uh, friend here playing on Team Israel. He's uh, he's in the tribe along with me and, and Brett. we got to root for Dean Kramer out there today for uh, for the Orioles, playing on Team Israel for sure. Uh, real quick, as I mentioned earlier, this is a big uh, story, not just because it's the Marlins, but for fantasy and reality as well. Uh, Davis, uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr. going on the 10-day injured list, injured his hamstring last night with a hamstring strain. They'll call up Isan Diaz. So I guess the prophecy of Diaz <laughs> from, from spring training comes back, and uh, and he'll get a chance now. So he'll be a big ad for everyone in fantasy because uh, Jazz is going to be out a little bit here. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're 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 definitely right. Um, I'm bummed out to see Jazz Chisholm Jr. get banged up because he's on so many of my teams. Craig, I picked him up that first week of Fab. Yeah, yeah, tough one. Hamstring injury for a player that runs never good. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. Make sure you stay with us on the grid. We'll be right back. From the city of Angels. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today with you here on SportsGrid, sportsgrid.com. The 2021 NFL Draft is tomorrow. we got plenty to come on that coming up in the second hour of our show. In addition, 7 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. Make sure you catch us live going over pick-by-pick coverage from a betting perspective and also a little fantasy discussion too. So make sure you join us then. Uh, off to afternoon baseball we go. We have two games about to start. One will start in about 30 minutes from now. So let's go ahead and take care of this one before it does. Minnesota Twins at the Cleveland Indians, and the Twins basically the same exact favorite as they were last time out. Jay Happ almost pitched a no-hitter in the last game that he threw, and he goes against Logan Allen of the Cleveland Indians, who everyone just kind of thought was going to be uh, Davis good because everybody that the Indians use in pitching has been good. But I don't know that this guy is good. <laughs> I'm not really sure. This may be the one Indians pitcher of all of them between – Plezak and Clevenger and Kluber and Carrasco and Savali and Tristan McKenzie. I don't know if I missed anybody, but but he's the one that I'm just I'm like I'm not seeing it quite yet from him. But it is a one game scenario, and, and anything can certainly happen. You're getting plus money with the Indians at home. Is that the direction you would go, or do you like the favorite here? No, I uh, I like the favorite here. Um, J. A. Happ is 38 years old, and he has just been doing the exact same thing for a long time. He is, you know, just really crushes lefties and does the best he can to limit home runs against right-handed starting pitchers. There definitely are a couple guys in the Indians lineup, you know, Jose Ramirez, Fran Mel Reyes, who give me some concern. But I'm definitely with you. Logan Allen seems more you know, Plesak to me than he does Savali because Plesak has been relatively disappointing. We've seen Savali and Shane Bieber, obviously, just absolutely mow guys down. And and minus 124 here, I actually think is a pretty decent price. And I mean, just looking at this Twins lineup that we have for today's game, Buxton, Donaldson, Cruz, Polanco, Garver. I mean, that, that those are a lot of right-handed batters for Logan Allen to try and get out going through that order two yeah. times. So I, I, I do like the Twins today. Okay, uh, let's see if uh, you like another favorite here. I got to tell you, this is one that I, I think that you may want to open up your browser here, James and Davis, because um, you know, you know, sometimes what happens is is that you just see a game, you see a line, and you don't know anything about it, and then you hear players talk, and you get a little bit more information. So let, let's take a look at this game here. So we have the Reds and Dodgers today playing, and the Dodgers are minus 220. And, and look, there's nothing that stands out about this game to you. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, phenomenal. Sonny Gray, it's been a rough start for him. We know Sonny Gray is a quality pitcher. He is an all-star, and when he's right, he is great. 
But the question is, is Sonny Gray right? Is he healthy? Well, he was asked by reporters how he is feeling going into the start. His results have not been there. And uh, and after watching this, I'm not sure how good you will feel about today's start. I, this I've had a good week, and that's all really uh, I can I can do for myself. I, I feel a lot better. I, I got on the mound in between starts um, yesterday. I think I threw a, I threw a, a bullpen, and I felt good with where I was at. Uh, I, I was able to to do that, which was nice. So, you know. I, the day after, I just kind of you do. Sometimes you just you gotta tell yourself that that you're fine, and there's and there's and there's nothing wrong. You just let you just gotta go. You just, it's just time to go. And um, yeah, I've, I've had a good week of 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 work, and and I and I feel very very prepared. He was pressed a little bit further, and there was another answer where Davis he uh, talked about how basically after every start that he's had, he just doesn't feel good for days. Can't get back onto the mound. Um, not promising for me going into this game. I, I think you'd have to lay a run and a half with me for LA in this game and not look back and lay the minus one thirty. Um, after hearing that, I'm, I'm not, I, or maybe even the over. I, I I could not back the Reds today after hearing Sonny Gray talk. No, definitely could not bet the Reds. And also, just let me tell you a little secret, uh, an industry secret they don't want you to know. The books don't want you to know this. Never bet against Clayton Kershaw. I have uh, been following baseball for a long time, been betting on baseball for a long time, been playing fantasy baseball for a long time. Just historically speaking, going against Clayton Kershaw, you're going to have a bad time. So, I, I mean, I don't think laying minus 220 is good, but actually the run line that's pretty attractive to me. Um, I think that, uh, and, and now to be fair, the Dodgers order, missing Bellinger, not even missing Zach McKinstry, not a sentence I thought I'd be saying in 2021. They're playing guys, uh, Sheldon Noyce and uh, Luke Fraley are getting plate appearances for the Los Angeles Dodgers now. You know, guys we've literally never heard of, but they're still hitting anyways because everyone hits when they're in the Dodgers order. Those, uh, those quotes from Sonny Gray, though, sound pretty brutal. So I, I like the... Dodgers run line in this afternoon game today. Yeah, minus one and a half, I think, is 130, 140. So that that, that could be the uh, best direction to go today with L.A. Or even the over, if you think that a lot of runs will be scored in the game. Okay, uh, finally, uh, we got Oakland at Tampa Bay, and the Rays are a massive favorite with their ace tonight on the mound. They have Tyler Glass now. We know that it really doesn't matter with the A's. They could roll off 13-game winning streaks against anybody, but the Rays... We should not be surprised, even with their iffy bullpen and, and iffy lineup, are, are still pretty good to start the season. I don't know a ton, Davis, about Cole Irvin. This is more of a new name for me. Oakland just churns these starting pitchers, and and we see them. But we know Lazardo hasn't been very good. We know A.J. Puck is on the injured list. So it's not like they have a lot of options here. And uh, and the books certainly don't think uh, Cole Irvin has much of a chance today. If you bet 100 and Cole Irvin wins, you get 150 bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, Cole Irvin, not the kind of starting pitcher you feel that good about putting your money behind. Uh, he was in the Philadelphia Phillies organization for a while, uh, pitched three and two-thirds innings last year. That was it. Pitched 41 innings in Major League Baseball in 2019. Never really generated strikeouts in the minor leagues either. Uh, also not a ton of experience in the minor leagues. He was drafted back in 2016. Just to me, not really uh, a spot I like either way. 
One, I don't really feel like betting on the Rays offense right now. They just have not been hitting up to their usual standards. Austin Meadows has been okay, but has been striking out a ton. They, I think, desperately need someone like Wander Franco. Like they need, they just need to add more talent. There's only so much you can do in mixing and matching things to always have the platoon advantage, which the Rays are basically mm-hmm. the best at baseball in doing. But you just got to have guys who are actually really good hitters to score runs. Like, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. And so while I like the Rays here, I don't love laying minus 180 on them and their offense, right? So I, I think this is probably closer to a no bet for me. Uh, maybe I would bet the under for the game is the, is the way I would be looking at it, but I, I, don't, I don't love either side of this game right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean these two teams are, are similar in a way and sort of unpredictable with the lineups and the platooning. And you're right, I mean, this is just kind of who they are. Uh, but Glass now, I think, you know, clearly in terms of DFS is somebody that you definitely could use. Uh, whether he wins the game all, always remains to be seen. And then you, you kind of have to make that choice sometimes on FanDuel, who has the best uh, shot to win. Um, what do you think about Alex Cobb tonight going up against Texas and Dane uh, in uh, Dunning? Um, you know, right now, I mean, the way that I look at it is the Angels are scoring so many runs, Davis. But even after the start that they're after, and I know that you like them for the postseason, if I showed you all of their offensive numbers and I told you they were only at 11 and 11 to start the year, would you be satisfied with that? No, you can't be satisfied because the offense has been so much better than their pitching. Uh, Alex Cobb had two really good starts, then one start where he got blown up. I think we will continue to see this be a problem for the Angels. You know, they're running out guys like Jose Quintana and Cobb, you know, just veterans. Veterans who were designed to pitch six innings at a time, not really limit runs, but just to, to get through as many innings as they can. I think, by the way, part of their motivations for keeping Otani in the rotation instead of just using him as an outfielder or as a designated hitter, which a lot of people have called for is because look, they just need that. They just need more innings pitch. They just need more guys who can pitch starting pitchers innings. So that's part of their motivation for using Otani. I think the angels should be the first team to start trading for starting pitchers when it gets to be that time. You know, if I, I think if they let themselves get beat by the Yankees, by the Mets, um, even by the Red Sox, by the way, who now have the best record in the American League. If the Red Sox become one of those teams who start to be buyers, like the Angels should just be absolutely kicking themselves if they get beat to the punch for, you know, I, you know, when uh, Sonny Gray gets traded, for example, or, you know, other Freddie Peralta, you know, other veteran pitchers like that. It would be a huge mistake if they got beat to the punch. The thing about this game is, though, you only have to lay minus 122 on the Angels here. Partly because Dunning, the market still respects him a little bit. They view him as a, a starter with some upside. I, I don't mm-hmm. really uh, buy that much myself at this point. But the Angels at minus 122 against a bad Rangers team that can't really hit. Joseph Gallo did finally hit another home run last night, though, number two on the year. I, I actually love this line here, minus 122 for the Angels, because I, I don't think Cobb is terrible. I just think he's very average. All right. Uh, also, Tampa Bay Times reports uh, for tomorrow's game, uh, left-handed pitcher who I know who was in the 2000, I think I want to say 2019 June draft. Uh, I believe he was the Rays' first-round pick. Shane McClanahan is going to get called up and start against the A's, and that's another very big arm that they have. I don't know that he is a uh, more than a five-inning pitcher, 
but definitely somebody that I would have interest in. Uh, that I would have interest in. I really don't have a ton of interest in rookie pitchers, Davis. But it but it does seem to me, and Rogers is the one guy in Miami that's excelling as a rookie. Nobody else is. I mean, we talked before the season. Howard Spencer, uh, Spencer Howard Pearson. They're I mean they're not even pitching. Um, but when you're lefty. It's like you can you can kind of get guys out if you were in the right lineup, and I know Oakland has a ton of left-handed hitters, so maybe that's a good matchup for him. But that is definitely someone that in fantasy leagues, if you're playing in 12, 15 team leagues, he is going to be a name that your fellow co-owner is going to be going after this week. So keep an eye on him as well. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things I love about doing this show with you is that I I do get a little bit of a jump start on these names. You know, look, we were talking about Trevor Rogers in the postseason. We were talking about Jazz Chisholm. We were talking about Mickey Moniak, a lot of these guys that I definitely would not have known, you know, just in the course of my average research. I, I also agree with you. Left-handed starting pitchers are, they're such a mystery box, right? Because their range of yeah. outcomes are so wide. Like lefties, they can come up and they can just, you know, strike everyone out, especially if they have velocity. Lefties, a lot of the times, can succeed with two pitches as long as the second pitch, they can throw it for strikes. Like if a lefty has a 95-mile-an-hour fastball and an 85-mile-an-hour changeup, that's enough for them some of the times, especially the first time the teams are seeing them. But, man, when it goes bad for lefties, (laughs) it can go really bad because it means that those balls are sailing out of the park. It means that they're letting walks on, you know, because they're just giving up the platoon advantage so much of the time. But I will be be very interested to see what he does uh, with his first experience in Major League Baseball. It could be a one and done, but if he pitches well, maybe he doesn't go back. I I always tend to... Uh, really pay, pay attention to what the Rays are doing. And and this is an interesting move for them. I believe, I don't know if he pitched out of the bullpen last year, maybe late, but this could be his first start. All right, we got to take a break here on Fantasy Sports today. Coming up next, time for us to look at a game against the spread in the NBA as we creep closer to the NBA playoffs. So make sure you stay on the grid for that. How about sports cards, where the market is at this past week? Fernando Tatis's cards are up again. Josh Cohen is going to join us to go over the potential buys that you could make right now on Tatis's cards. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm actually going to show you one of my cards in my collection as well. So uh, stay on the grid for that. Uh, Fantasy Sports Talk next against the spread. NFL Draft. We got it covered for you. Be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Normally on a night like this, when I see a team lose and lose to a team so poor, like Boston lost to Oklahoma City, I would want to pound the Celtics tonight over on FanDuel. But I don't know enough about the personnel, who's in and who's out in these games tonight to make that assessment. So that's why we have Davis here. Boston is minus seven and a half at home against Charlotte. The total is 217. You you know you know that narrative, Davis, like the wake-up call, they lost a big game, and and then tonight they're gonna come out and make up for it. That that seems fair. That probably you know what that probably happens fifty-five percent of the time, which sounds like that's a pretty good bet. But I don't know enough about the personnel on Boston tonight and to know who's even playing on Charlotte to make that assessment. So I'll let you handle it. Well, Boston is going to be without Kemba Walker tonight, but they likely are going to have Jason Tatum back. This line is telling me that the markets think they're going to have Tatum back. Charlotte is, of course, without LaMelo Ball. Without Gordon Hayward, they're doing their best to hold on to the play-in spots there in the Eastern Conference. I don't know if they are going to be able to hold on. I I guess I probably like Charlotte here just because I, I can't watch what Boston did last night, Tatum or no Tatum. I mean, losing to the Oklahoma City Thunder, then playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, I, Look, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to bet on you the night after you lose to the Thunder. You got you to gotta do a little bit better than that, guys. Though also the Celtics are getting Robert Williams back tonight, it does appear. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I guess that sounds fair. I, I just think that blindly, if I didn't know any better, I may buy it down to seven, get rid of the hook. Uh, if you can, if you have a sports book that you can do that with, um, and then just go ahead and play Boston tonight and just figure that they're going to bounce back because Charlotte to me is just not a team that can compete. But again, I'll uh, trust Davis along the, along the lines of this one and we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Chris has the update coming up next here at the top of the hour. And then we're going to start going through odds from FanDuel for the first pick made by the Giants and Philadelphia Eagles, who potentially gives you the best chance to make some money tomorrow night. We got to take a time out. Our first hour's in the books. Another hour to go. So if you're sticking with us, Sports Grid will be right back after Chris's update. Stay on the grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We'll be right back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 